Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash I am divine 2022. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. To the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living today with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. To ask questions or join in the discussion, email us at the Yoga Hour at UnityOnlineRadio.org. Now, here's your host, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, our time to open our hearts and our minds to the infinite. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and today I'll be sharing some insights and time-tested practices with you from the ancient spiritual tradition of Kriya Yoga, a philosophy and practice for spiritually conscious, fulfilled living in today's world. Yoga is a familiar Sanskrit word um, that means oneness, our union or unity. Many people associate the word yoga with exercise, but in reality, its deep root has this meaning, being restored to our original wholeness, self-realization. It, it, it means bringing our attention and our awareness to consciously abide in our essential spiritual nature, knowing the truth of what we are, and then, of course, living in harmony with it. And today, we have a special program, a one-hour-long segment uh, with me and you, our listeners, looking at how to live radiantly, radiant like the moon, how to light up your life with yoga. You know, the question often comes, how can we relieve stress in our fast-paced lives today and experience greater peace and well-being? Have you even wondered if it's possible to live a balanced life um, in the midst of so much uh, change in our world today? You know, over the years, I have had the great blessing of meeting uh, many who I would call saints and sages, um, besides my own guru, Roy Eugene Davis. Um, also, I have met others. And one thing that I noticed about these um 
spiritual teachers, saints, sages, gurus, and of course many advanced practitioners of yoga and other spiritual disciplines is that they shine. They, they literally shine. They shine in the radiance of the spirit. And it is perceptible. You can see it and feel it uh, when you meet such a person that they're shining in the light of the Spirit. Now, this same light, of course, is within us all. But as yoga teaches, this inner radiance, this inner light is only revealed as its vehicles, which are the body and mind, are receptive to the light, not resisting the light, but receptive to it. So in this program, we're going to look at how we can be more receptive to the inner light, how we can lighten up, you know, both literally and figuratively. We're going to look at three um, essential spiritual practices for letting go of stress, for finding balance, and letting our inner light shine more brightly through the body and the mind. But before we go on with the lesson today, let's take a moment just to meditate, find that inner balance, begin to cultivate that radiance. Begin by taking a good breath in and a breath out. Being conscious of your breathing. You can feel the breath as it enters your nostrils and as it moves out again. And feeling the breath, we feel our aliveness and our connection to the one life of all, the one reality called by many names that is the source of life. It is the support of life. And so we open our hearts and our minds to divine omnipresence. And right where we are, right now, we affirm and know this reality is present as our life. And we are divinely supported in this moment. So let your turning within also be an experience of letting go with each breath out, letting go of stress, of restless thought. And with each breath in, diving within, diving within to the peace that is unconditional, unchanging, unmoving, the peace of the soul that is within you. And now, just take a moment to feel or imagine that you can gather up that peace to take with you wherever you go today. Paramahansa Yogananda said you have a portable piece 
that goes with you. And of course, this is the peace of the soul that is untouched by circumstances, always peaceful. So know that you take the soul's peace and the radiance of your spirit with you into every encounter today and let it overflow as blessing for all that you meet. In the first uh, segment of the program this morning on radiant living, I'm going to be sharing with you um, about why superconscious meditation is the essential key to radiant living. But first, I want to begin with a little inspiration from a yogini, a yogini mystic from Kashmir, Laleshwari. One of her poems translated by Coleman Barks. This one is called The Soul Like the Moon. The soul like the moon is new and always new again. And I have seen the ocean continuously creating. Since I scoured my mind and my body, I too, Lala, am new. Every moment new. My teacher told me one thing. Live in the soul. My teacher told me one thing. Live in the soul. When that was so, I began to go naked and dance. This is such a beautiful poem that touches on the joy and the freedom of spiritually conscious living. She says the soul is ever new, always new, and that she has seen the ocean continuously creating. You know, in the teachings of yoga, our very existence as souls is often um compared to waves on the ocean, the ocean signifying the one divine reality and the waves individualized or particularized expressions of that. If you think about the ocean, how it is constant and deep and in its depths, we could say it is still. But on the surface of the ocean, the waves um, flare up, they dance, they move, they express, but they also return again to the source. Ever, ever new, this coming into being, um, expressing and returning to the stillness of the self. And so it is uh, with us as we express in this lifetime, as we express every day, but always like the ocean, you know, returning to our 
steps. And she mentions scouring her mind and her body so that each moment is new. And, you know, this refers to our sadhana, our spiritual practice of purifying the mind and the body so that our inner light can shine through. And then there is freedom to live in the soul. As Paramahansa Yogananda said, you know, to no longer be, um, in a sense, victims to the reactive mind, just living out of conditioned patterns and habits, but being ever new, being able to follow the divine guidance of the soul. Yoga sees the self as ever free, um, infinitely creative, unbounded whole, as I mentioned, an individualized expression of the one reality. It is eternal, pure existence being. This is our divine self. It is always radiant, always shining. And then our spiritual practice or our sadhana is our way of, like Lala, purifying, scouring the mind and the body so that this inner light of the soul can shine forth. And the most beneficial tool that we have for that is our meditation practice. And when I say meditation practice, I specifically mean uh, the practice of superconscious meditation. Yoga defines this uh, meditation in Patanjali's uh, Yoga Sutra as Yoga Chitta Vritti Nirodaha. And <clears throat> that Sanskrit phrase uh, means that when the wave-like movements, motions in the mind are um, stopped, are uh, controlled or restrained or restored to their origin like a wave moving back into the ocean, then um, one experiences yoga, which is union with the divine self. But here, what is meant is simply being restored to our original wholeness, um, no longer identified <clears throat> with the wave-like motions in the mind, no longer identified with thought. And the, uh, the further sutras go on to explain that, that when the um, mental field becomes calm and quiet, then the seer, this is a capital S, seer, the witness, that supreme consciousness which we are abides in its own nature. And then it tells us that when that is not what is going on with us, there is a tendency um, for that soul, for the seer, to align with thought activity. And so meditation is the way that we have of being restored to our original wholeness, of being anchored in the soul, and really of being able to live in the soul. So as a practice... Um, we know at a, a very basic level, and we're hearing more and more about it today, it removes 
uh, stress and contributes to our overall well-being. Um, we're getting lots of good medical uh, research about this today, how meditation can help people lower their stress, normalize their blood pressure, um, be a support for people working with um, depression or anxiety. Um, <clears throat> so we find that stress is removed from the system through meditation and our overall well-being is enhanced. And part of this, of course, is that meditation increases our uh, ability to be awake and aware and to be tuned into our higher guidance. So, you know, when we're, when the mental chatter is quieted, we are better able to tune into guidance. Um, we can listen to the body and know more about what it needs and how to, um, live in a balanced way that contributes to health and well-being. And in the second part of the program, I'm going to be talking more about um, how we find balance. But let's just understand that meditation is a key to that because you have to get quiet enough to be able to discern um, when you're out of balance and then to be able to listen to your uh, inner wisdom about how to bring balance back to the system. Because yoga teaches that, you know, what we are uh, essentially is whole and complete. So when we're, when we meditate, we're not trying to become spiritual or create a spiritual condition. We're simply removing any obstacles, um, so that the inner light can fully Express So meditation removes stress and lets that inner light shine. It contributes to our overall well-being. And the second thing about superconscious meditation is that it gives us a step-by-step, what has been called a scientific methodology called scientific because its results are predictable. So it meditation, superconscious meditation, yoga meditation gives us a method for transcending ordinary fragmented states of consciousness and experiencing higher states of consciousness, which is being superconscious. Now, to say we are superconscious is not exactly a state because superconsciousness is the ground of being on which uh, the other states of consciousness arise. So we have our ordinary waking state of mind, we have the sleep, the deep sleep state, and we have the dream state. All of this is possible because we are superconscious beings. Because of consciousness itself, the mind is illumined and can go through these uh, different changes. But when we meditate, then we have the ability to use the mind to go beyond the mind. We learn how to focus the mind on a single point so the restlessness subsides. And when that occurs, then the self is revealed by the self. We experience superconsciousness. And one more thing I will mention before the break about superconscious meditation is that over time, with regular steady practice, 
it will purify the mind and the subtle pathways for a shakti. And so super consciousness regularly begins to clear up the restless nature of the mind, begins to open up the subtle pathways of prana, and we find that then we are more peaceful and that inner light can shine. You're listening to a special one-hour session of the Yoga Hour about radiant living. I've been sharing with you about superconscious meditation, and when we come back, we'll look at how to find balance. I'll be right back with you. We'd like to take a moment to encourage you, as part of our Unity Online radio family of listeners, to support this ministry through a love offering. For your convenience, you can make one-time or recurring monthly donations. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for your support. your soul what it wants? Or are you so busy meeting the needs of everyone else? Family, friends, children, bosses, that you haven't checked in with the part of you that matters most? Janet Connor asked this question and received an answer. Your soul wants five things. That's it. Five things. Your soul wants to connect with source, commit to values, serve a purpose, express itself creatively, and last, it longs to create a beautiful, abundant life. Janet Connor teaches five wisdom habits that meet those needs. You can take each course separately or register for the complete Your Soul Wants Five Things series and receive $1,000 in bonuses for free. Visit JanetConnor.com and explore all five courses in her signature series, Your soul wants five things. Your soul will thank you. Are you saying to yourself, I'm going to focus on me starting Monday, or right after the holidays, or on my next birthday? Well, we are here to say, don't wait another moment. Your health is the most important gift you have for yourself and those you love. Start now to become a more vibrant, healthy human being. Take that critical first step and join us every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central on Awaken to Your Best Health, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
You're listening to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. We now return to the Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and I'm here today um, for a special presentation on Radiant Living. And in the first segment, I was sharing with you about superconscious meditation. And in this segment, we're going to look at balance in our life as a key to illumination. But I want to circle back a little bit to meditation and just offer uh, some thoughts about how to succeed with meditation practice. And at the top of that list is understanding what meditation is. And in yoga, um, meditation is, as I mentioned, this practice of experiencing super consciousness or that state of consciousness that is beyond ordinary um, thought, dream, hallucination, fantasy, uh, or deep sleep. So meditation is the steady or uninterrupted flow of our attention and our awareness to a chosen focus. And um, this can be an object of perception. It can initially be gross, even something external material like focusing on a, a candle. But uh, ultimately, that focus becomes subtle or internal, focusing on inner light, inner sound mantra, the breath, um, becoming progressively subtle. And then, ultimately, focusing on one's own essence of being, which is not, uh, of course, an object, but is what we are. So for the highest um, practice of super consciousness, we, we release uh, focus on, on anything external, even um, those subtle objects of perception internally are still considered external to the self, the ground of being. So think of meditation, super conscious meditation as the steady uh, flowing of attention and awareness to a single point and um, whatever that point of focus is, understand that the reason for that point of focus is to simply hold attention steady at that one point uh, to concentrate um, in yoga, this is called dharana, to concentrate, to bring a steady attention to one point. Because as we do that, then the restless nature of the mind subsides. It's just wonderful. We're so used to the mind, you know, running wherever it will, um, you know, running after sensory input, uh, thought, activity, here and there, the mind moves. But when you concentrate, and even, you know, when you're not meditating, um, you can be aware of that. Most of us are. If you really are concentrated, you know, on doing something, you're focused on that single thing, you know, you're, you're threading a needle, just taking that little piece of thread and putting it through the eye, then the mind becomes quiet in that moment. And really, that's all that happens in the initial stage of meditation is we introduce a point of focus and then we bring our attention and our awareness to it. The mental field becomes quiet. And then the radiance of the self, 
the seer, superconsciousness is revealed. So, and that's really why we do it, because meditation gives us this direct experience of our essential nature, and that gives us access um, to the truth of our being that we can then experience directly. Um, and so know what meditation is, know why we do it, and I mentioned benefits in the first segment of removing stress, having a way to experience our essential self directly, purifying the mind and the subtle pathways um, for prana to uh, move through the system and contribute not only to our health, but also to uh, our spiritual brightness, our spiritual awakening. And then, of course, for success in meditation, it's knowing um, not only what it is, but, you know, how to do it, which is having a simple point of focus, sitting down, turning your attention within, focusing on that one point, whether it is the breath or a mantra, letting your thoughts settle. And then be aware of this. When the thoughts settle, inwardly observe. Observe your own mental field. And then awareness will begin to expand. You will experience the inner peace of meditation. And you will experience superconsciousness because superconscious is is what you are. And then you you want to rest in that clear awareness for as long um, as you can. And uh, so that is the very, meditation is easy, it's natural, because we are simply resting in our own essential nature. Now, you want to do it every day. That's the main thing. Meditate every day or twice a day is even better. One teacher said, you know, right practice of meditation is steady practice. And it has been said, yoga or this superconscious meditation is learned by yoga. So reading about it in a book, listening to me today, um, hopefully that's all good. But we must, of course, meditate. Um, and we learn about meditation by meditating. We learn by doing it. We learn by observing. We learn how to do it by doing it. And we also learn about the benefits, of course, by doing it. So steady practice, meditate every day, and this will contribute to balance, which is my next point about living an illumined life. You know, when we think about the discipline of the spiritual life, it's really a discipline of ease. Now, isn't that a lovely phrase, to think of a discipline of ease? So... Much like meditation, bringing, and meditation I think teaches us how to do this, um, to bring balance into our lives. This discipline of ease, finding balance, is done not by effort, because you can't bring balance, you know, through effort, because that will get you out of balance. You bring balance 
through focus, through intentionality, through awareness. You know, you can't get it with too much ego pushing or with, with laxity, with just laying back. So yoga is moderation. It's the balance that allows that inner light that is within us to shine forth. This discipline of ease, finding balance, permeates every single aspect of our lives. It is, it is a thorough sadhana, a complete spiritual practice. And I want to say this balance, this way of balanced living, which we could also called, call yoga, is ongoing. It's thorough because nothing remains untouched by it, whether it's what we choose to eat or how we eat, how we sleep, how much or how little we speak or what we say, how much exercise we get, how we do our work. Nothing is left out of this sadhana of finding balanced, balanced living. And it's ongoing because we're continually, um, in a sense, losing our balance or going out of balance and we need course correction. Now, I can't really emphasize that too much to understand that balance is not a state that we're going to achieve and just stay there. Uh, we can live a balanced life um, continuously, but we do that through the ongoing discipline of course correction. So our lives, our minds, our bodies are continuously in motion. So we develop as a spiritual practice the ability to check in, pay attention, and then adjust to find the ease point. You know, sometimes, of course, we we strive, we work hard, we pull out all the stops, we run as fast as we can, but this too is done within the larger framework of balance that includes rest and restoration and renewal. So I'm going to offer um, some inspiration for balance this morning, going back to one of my favorite poets, La Leishwari. She she wrote, if you overeat, you will be unable to reach your goal. Now, isn't that fascinating here? You know, a spiritual teaching that just says, you know, goes right to something we do all the time every day, which is eating. So she starts and says, if you overeat, you will be unable to reach your goal. You will just become fat. By fasting, you will only become conceited. So not too much, not too little. If you overeat, you will be unable to reach your goal. You will just become fat. By fasting, you will only become conceited. Therefore, you should eat with moderation and discipline. Be an ordinary individual. The path will become easy and the door will surely open for one who eats moderately. Oh, lolly, become moderate. So moderation and balance is the way of yoga. And that is because remember that from the 
spiritual viewpoint of yoga, what we are is already enlightened, already awake, already pure. That is our essential nature. So whatever we do externally is not to try to become spiritual, but to live in such a way that body and mind are peaceful. And then the inner light can shine through those vehicles. And many yogis, of course, put this emphasis on on eating because it's something we do all the time. (laughs) And the ability to be moderate with our appetites, to um, find that balance is a key uh, to yoga. And we find this uh, stated also in the Bhagavad Gita in the chapter on meditation, chapter 6. This yoga is not possible, O Arjuna, for the one who eats too much or who does not eat at all. So we find the same theme uh, as Lali has just offered in her poem. This yoga is not possible for the one who eats too much or who does not eat at all, who sleeps too much or who keeps awake. But for the one who is moderate in eating, recreation, working, sleeping, and waking, this yoga of meditation destroys all sorrow. So how do we find balance in all these areas of our lives? And, you know, I just want to point back to the opening segment and say meditation, meditation, meditation. It's really the key to balance. And it's also helpful to have um, a practice that helps you connect with a subtle energy with vital force, whether that's hatha yoga or tai chi uh, or practice of pranayama. Learn how to tune into vital force, to energy. Notice what enhances your energy, your vital force, your prana, and or what depletes it. And when you can witness your energy in that way, then you have the ability to stay um, finely tuned because you can cultivate those habits and environments that enhance your energy, enhance your vital force, and you can avoid or minimize those habits um, or environments that deplete uh, your energy. So if we want to have balance, you know, we have to tune into um, what what brings us energy and what um, drains it. So when we look at um, food as an example, um, you know, we, we simply, you know, I think the prescription that yoga gives against not eating too much is that that makes the system heavy and dull. Um, it, it brings too much tamas guna, inertia. You know, all your energy is going into digestion. And then there's food, you know, that uh, according to Ayurveda is not properly digested when we overeat and it, and it builds up as toxins in the system. And so that um, troubles the mind. And then if we don't, eat enough, then, you know, the digestion uh, is, in a sense, over-stimulated. Uh, the, the system is um, is too hot. 
um, and and we want to find that balance of um, peace in the system. So there is a, a word in yoga that signifies this right relationship balance with food, and that is mitahar. Mitta means proportionate or enough to nourish. And we think about that with, with diet, enough to nourish. Ahar means food. Mitahar, there it means moderation in eating or balance in food. And of course, this is the type of food, having sattvic, um, pure, um, wholesome, uh, healthy foods, whole foods, as close to nature as possible. Um, but it, it refers not only to what we eat, but of course, how much we eat. I've been talking about that. The time of day that we eat, you know, <laughs> it's really simple. The yogis would say, eat when you're hungry and when you're not don't. So this is a matter of awareness, again, in order to bring um, balance. Eat when you're hungry, and when you're not, don't. Rest when you're tired, and so forth. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and you're listening to the Yoga Hour, a special program today on Radiant Living. I want to take a moment to thank everyone who makes Yoga Hour possible, Vicki Martin, who's our producer, and also at Unity Online, all the folks there who um, support the program, Jeff Comfort in the sound room, and today Randy is supporting, so I thank you all, and I'll be right back with you. in a state of change, a period of transition? Perhaps you simply don't know which way to turn, or you want guidance on taking that next step in your personal or professional life. You can activate the power of yes with Reverend Beverly Melander. As a new thought minister and next step counselor, she knows how to listen to where you are and help you get to where you want to be. With 20 plus years of experience, she offers spiritual counseling and affirmative prayer next step counseling for your personal or professional life, as well as resume writing and editing. To learn more about Beverly's counseling services, visit beverlymelander.net. That's Beverly, M O L A N D E R.net. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. If you have a question, please submit it via email 
at the Yoga Hour at UnityOnlineRadio.org, and we will respond. Now, back to the Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien. And in this special program today, Radiant Like the Moon, we're looking at how to light up your life with yoga. In the first segment, I talked about superconscious meditation as the primary tool for um, purifying the body and mind and uh, clearing ourselves to be more aware, to let that inner light shine. And then in the second segment, the importance of cultivating balance in our lives and how this practice of cultivating balance really touches everything. Um, I talked about food and eating because that's something <laughs> that we, we all do and we can all relate to. And um, that's a place in yoga, that's a very important place of spiritual practice because if you overeat, the system gets too heavy, you get too tired and out of balance. If you don't eat enough, you can get too too restless or, or even too too faint. Uh, your your blood sugar will, will go down. So, you know, you take care of the body vehicle and you notice um, what your energy is like and you learn how to tune in. Uh, to eat when you're hungry, to rest when you're tired. And, you know, this practice of finding balance, uh, as I said, touches every area of our life. And so some of those same guidelines around food can be useful with regard to work as well. You know, how much work should a person do? Um, how conducive is the work environment or the way of working? And so to find balance, to let that inner light shine. We want to be focused and intentional and at ease, inwardly at ease, staying connected to the self. And in this last segment, I'm going to talk more about staying connected to the self through letting go. Um, There is a favorite Prayer, Sister Gyanamata, a disciple of Paramahansa Yogananda, had a prayer that she really liked that I also um, appreciate and, and think about her tireless uh, dedication and her wisdom. And that prayer was to accept everything all day as coming to us from God, and then at night, to give everything back into God's hands. So isn't that a beautiful prayer? And to think about what that means to live one day at a time, you know, each day being sufficient unto itself, that whatever we need is right there. We don't need to carry stress in our hearts, in our minds, in our bodies. And this prayer reminds me uh to to always be aware that my primary relationship is with god my primary relationship is with the infinite and uh when when we live that way think about what that means you know for me it means that we don't have to get so caught up with other people you know with what they say or do or what they don't say or what they don't do god is our source 
And it is also our own consciousness that is attracting to us the um, various interactions and experiences that we have. And we can be responsible for our response to life and to others. We can free ourselves from praise and blame. And that, you know, reminds me of... uh, Another prayer of Sister Gyanamata, who said um, her prayer was, you know, don't change my circumstances, God. Change me. Don't change my circumstances, but change me. And so, you know, this is, of course, where the power is. And so in this last segment, when we think about radiant living, if we can live in that conscious awareness of God as our constant companion and know that our primary relationship is with the infinite, then everything becomes our sadhana. Everything becomes our learning. Everything becomes our path of growing in, in love and in realization. And this is a beautiful path. Then we don't get so caught up in other people. We don't have to take things uh, personally, but but we we let whatever comes be uh, a part of our sadhana, a part of our practice that has to do with our own spiritual development. So when we think of uh, letting go as part of this practice of letting our light shine, there are two uh, essential practices I will mention. And the first, top of the list, is surrender. And that is a core practice of Kriya Yoga. And, you know, so many people don't understand this idea of surrender. They think, well, if I surrender, I lose myself. I lose what's important to me. Um, but in yoga on the spiritual path, the way of surrender is letting go of the idea that we're separate from the source. And so we actually don't uh, lose ourself. We gain ourself, our capital S self. You know, we come into our own fullness. We claim our divinity uh, through surrender. And the other practice is renunciation, um, letting go of whatever is not useful um, for us on the spiritual path, being willing to just let it go, to just drop it. I love that, that, you know, to renounce is to throw down. And so I am a firm believer in that practice of just letting go, releasing what does not serve the highest good. And renunciation, of course, also refers to non-attachment to the results of our actions. So we do all that we do with all of our heart, with our love, with intention, but we let go of clinging uh, to particular results. We let, we let go of clinging to the sense somehow that we're the doer, that we deserve praise or blame, you know, whatever the outcome is. Um, and, and, and we also let go to, you know, let go of thinking that somehow we have to have a particular outcome. We, we come into a bigger frame of reference, a bigger viewpoint that 
there is a divine power and presence that is at work. And so sometimes the outcome is going to be different than uh, what we anticipated. And renunciation, non-attachment, is, is learning to open to that bigger picture. And that allows us to always keep God in the forefront of our minds and in the depths of our hearts. So I'm going to go back to Lali now, another of her poems. She, she writes, you may be bathing, laughing, or working, but he is always right before you. You may be bathing, laughing, or working, but he is always right before you. Or we could say right with you. Meditate on him. Meditate on the divine reality. That reality lives in your heart. Recognize that. Don't look for him here and there wondering where is God. Right with us at all times. That is where the divine reality is and letting go is surrendering is really the practice of divine remembrance of bringing our mind to that again and again and again so here is a beautiful inspiration from Paramahansa Yogananda his poem called God 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 from the depths of slumber as I ascend the spiral stairway of wakefulness I whisper God God God. God is the food, and when I break my fast of nightly separation from thee, I taste thee and mentally say, God, God, God. No matter where I go, the spotlight of my mind ever keeps turning on God, and in the battle din of activity, my silent war cry is ever, God, God, God. When boisterous storms of trials shriek, and when worries howl at me, I drown their clamor, loudly chanting, God, God, God. When my mind weaves dreams with threads of memories, then on that magic cloth I find embossed, God, God, God. Every night, in time of deepest sleep, my peace dreams and calls joy 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 and my joy comes singing evermore god 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 in waking eating working dreaming sleeping serving meditating chanting divinely loving my soul constantly hums unheard by any god 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 It has been a joy to share this yoga hour with you. And remember, for radiant living, to live in the soul, these three points, meditation, moderation, renunciation. Be sure to join us next week as we continue this series on healing and welcome Cynthia Ambika Koppel, founder of Lotus Ayurveda. For information about these teachings of Kriya Yoga, visit csecenter.org. Remember to subscribe to Yoga Hour on at iTunes. I look forward to being with you next week. 
Until then, remember to live in the soul. Be radiant like the moon. Let your inner light shine into the world. Share your peace and your joy with all that you meet. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, for practical, purposeful methods for spiritually conscious living every day. The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by friends and members of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California, a ministry in the tradition of Kriya Yoga, the ancient science of self and God realization, www.csecenter.org. Request free literature by writing info at csecenter.org. saying to yourself, I'm going to focus on me starting Monday, or right after the holidays, or on my next birthday. Well, we are here to say, don't wait another moment. Your health is the most important gift you have for yourself and those you love. Start now to become a more vibrant, healthy human being. Take that critical first step and join us every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central on Awaken to Your Best Health. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Your friends at Unity invite you to reflect on these words from Rev. Jim Rosemurgy. Pause and take a deep breath. When you are ready, affirm silently to yourself, Sweet, sweet spirit, I desire a closer walk with you. Show me the way. I am listening. Take time now in the silence to get in touch with the spiritual guidance within you. Have faith that your next step, your unfolding, your spiritual growth is coming to you in divine order through your spiritual instinct or your spiritual knowingness. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. The Great Forgetting That's what some call this time in which we are living. It is a time when we have become so youth-obsessed and age-averse that the wisdom and experience of our elders is being marginalized and in too many cases lost. Each Tuesday at 5 p.m. Central Time, George and Sedina Campanelli, co-founders of Age Nation and co-authors of the award-winning Do Not Go Quietly, talk with some of the leading wisdom keepers of our time about how we can use this precious gift called our lives to create a more sane, sustainable, conscious, and loving world. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Central on Do Not Go Quietly. 
Conversations with the Wisdom Keepers, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA Unity ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash divine 2022 